welcome to Dear Desiree Podcast. Well, welcome to Dear Desiree Podcast. We're here with Reverend Garland King. How are you? I'm doing good, sister. I'm glad to be in the land of the living, and it's so good to see you again. Oh, likewise. Thank you so much. I'm so excited that I get to be with you today and spend some time. And you had contacted me about wanting to share some information and experiences that you're having and a message. Yes. So I have entitled this an interview with Reverend Garland King. Yes. All Lives Matter, Black Lives Matter, or All Souls Matter. With, yes. a, with a question mark. So tell me, tell me everything. Well, ever since this started, I just, it was placed on my heart from the Lord that I'm first of all and foremost, is his, I'm his angel before I came into being. And all the mistakes that I have made in my life, um, color was not the issue. The issue was Garland was sensitive. So, therefore, God delivering me through all my trials and tribulations, and now I'm to this point, I live off of soul. I'm a soul. I'm a soul. And my message to every human being, good, bad, happy, sad, we are souls first. We are made in the likeness and image of God first. But see... We being human, we add things to the equation and you have a problem. You know, um, my message and my my lifestyle is about all souls matter. Ever since the all black lives matter happened, I'm black as far as ethnicity. And I want to make clear that I think we need to understand when we're dialoguing what the terms mean as far as you talking about race and ethnicity. Number one, I want to make it clear that there is only one race and that's the human race. Now, if you talking black or white, now you talking ethnicity. See, a lot of us are angry because we're misinformed. A lot of us are angry because we're uneducated. Amen. I even got some people in my quote unquote ethnicity, African American male, I mean, African American people who think that I'm an Uncle Tom because I'm married to a white woman. Right. But at the same token, it's okay for them to have white friends. So right there, there's hypocrisy. Why? Because we're back to ignorance. We're back to being misinformed. We're back to being uneducated. And it says in the scripture, my people perish for the lack of knowledge. Yes. So tell me more. What is an Uncle Tom? Uh, Uncle Tom is a black man being portrayed as trying to be white if that black man is educated if he has a great dialogue and good language if he presents himself as either intellectual or just being a decent positive person or a humble person he's not ghetto he's if if he's not ghetto he doesn't qualify in being black but see through my trials and tribulations. See, I come from the East Coast. 
Okay, I was born from the 13 original colonies where the Africans were placed at when they were kidnapped a man from Africa. But see, let's let's get this clear. See, that's why people need to understand their history. In Africa, the like the, the Europeans didn't just come and get us from the African continent and brought us here. No, they had some help from my forefathers because tobacco, the goods of tobacco and gold and silver was more important than the existence of their children. So they made a deal with the Europeans and the British and that's why you had the Atlantic slave trade and with the help of some of our ancestors who sold us out, we got here to the North American continent. Talk to me. <laughs> so, yes. Yes. I feel your you passion. Know. I feel your passion. Absolutely. Yeah. Then, you know, now see, this is this is coming from Uncle Tom because those who call me Uncle Tom are themselves sellouts. They sell out. But I am a sellout. Yes, I'm sold out. I'm sold out for Jesus Christ. What's y'all excuse? You got a price tag on you saying that you expensive, but you a cheap commodity because you have no substance as human beings. All you can do is hide behind the label black. Well, let me break black down to you. The definition of black is doing and being the opposite of what you claim your oppressors did to you and, and who they are. Yes, they whipped us and lynched us in the, in, in, in the um, east eastern portion of the, of the nation. Yes, they did. Yes, they did. We've been called the N-word. That was our name. We thought that was our name. We thought that's the best we could do. But now it has turned because, again, we so smart, we stupid, we wind up calling each other. Each other. What up, nigga? So, so there you go. You see what I'm talking about? Let me give you my definition of black. The definition of being black is reversing the charges of what we was charged with. That's sin, ignorance, and hypocrisy. The definition of black is not emulating your oppressor to get what you need to get in society. No, it's being different. When your oppressor was being violent, when your oppressor was being wicked, when your oppressor was doing everything they can to make the money off the backs of our people, our ancestors in the Virginias, in the North Carolinas, in the Georgias. You know, you got, what, what my problem is today, you have brothers that successful financially, but they don't stand for nothing. And that brings me to this conclusion. How you gonna talk about President Trump when you emulate his mentality and his purpose of how he accumulates wealth? You have that same mind. And then the problem with this Black Lives Matter, I'm sorry, sister, I just have to tell you, Black Lives Matter, let me tell you something. It ain't about Black Lives Matter. How's it gonna be about people's lives when they when they when you have individuals with personal agendas? You got one that wants to be a Martin Luther King Jr. and don't know how. Come on, talk to me. Don't know whether no don't even know their sexual orientation. They just confused emotionally, but yet they want to get on the mic and tell you how black you are or how white you are. See, that's what I'm saying. This whole thing is hypocrisy. My message is all souls matter. Now, when you talk about souls, you're talking about lives and lives. Let me tell you something in the scripture. Je Jesus said, I am the resurrection and the life. He that believeth in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. Nevertheless, I live. God lives not because 
because of my fellow black brothers and sisters or white brothers and sisters. No, I live because of Christ. So my message is Christ. When I overdosed on crack cocaine, wound up in a body bag. It was Jesus that gave me life. It wasn't a white man that gave me life. It wasn't a black man that gave me life. It was Jesus. So that's who I represent today. Talk to me. And like I said earlier, oh, wow, you know, we passed the garland. He married to a white woman. But yeah, y'all, some of y'all, some of y'all black people is okay for you to have white friends just as long as you use them to get to your agenda. Talk to me. Come on, talk to me. Why I see you with in pictures with, with your white friends and girlfriends, but when my wife and I are taking the picture, hold up. Hold up. Come on, talk. It's hypocrisy. And why is hypocrisy? Because a lot of us in society today don't use logic, don't use reason. I mean, you go to a store, people ready to kill you because you want to protect yourself from getting the COVID-19. You wear a mask. My wife told me today, uh, she was standing in line yesterday in the store, and this individual is breathing on her neck. Come on now, they got arrows. But see, we live in this society where, where whatever's convenient for the individual, it's okay. It's okay. Some of us got our rules and regulations when it comes to all Black Lives Matter, and they're using the word black for profit. In, in what ways do you see that when you first started to hear Black Lives Matter, and there was a huge influx of folks rebuting and saying all lives matter. What was your first thought when you were seeing people of color, BIPOC, excuse me, when they were getting angry with people saying all lives matter? What was your first thought? My first thought was you want to hide behind the, 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 the label black because that's what sells. Let me tell you something. People don't want peace. A lot of people don't want peace, Desiree. It's more feasible to have war because people get a kick. Let me tell you something about the human nature. We love to be entertained. People get entertained from other people's pain. Did you hear what I just said? Yes, you have a lot of people... People, the, the all black lives matter thing is nothing wrong with it see it's nothing wrong with it but it's what you do with the label what are you seeing people are doing with the label they are they are using it for their agenda what do you think their agendas are with some of their i'm gonna be honest some of their agendas they they, they up there pushing it from a liberal standpoint they, they pushing the gay agenda they are with it they're pushing the gay agenda with it. What does that mean? That means anything that will help their cause. It's not like when, when they use another uh, uh, entity to help their entity to help them to get where they need to get. It ain't about uh, gay lives. It ain't about black lives. It's about me, myself, and I. And that's why so much uh, division in society and so much confusion. Because we are, we are amplifying ourselves as being moral people, but behind closed doors, we like chaos. You have a lot of us that talk about we want to follow the legacy of Dr. King. What? 
so can I ask some more questions about just for, for clarity? Yes. Okay. So you're saying that you're noticing that the gay agenda is up. Have you also noticed like any other groups that are coming into that? Mm-hmm. Any, what are the other groups that are spreading their agenda through the Black Lives Movement? Oh, man. I mean, you have liberals, uh, if you will, Jewish liberals that still for, 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 for centuries have come along to assist the black man, but not just assist them for the good of the black man, they have an agenda as well because it's, it's just like getting with somebody who has money. Okay, if if all you hang around is a person that got clout and got money, if you keep hanging around them people, you gonna meet other people who have money and clout. You see what I mean? It's like you know, we we people use. People just don't do things to do them. And I'm not judging a lot of people's motives, Desiree, but it seems like it's really not about Black Lives Matter. It's about some of us behind the curtains and the scenes. We have our own personal agenda. You got some that are doing this so they can get in office. And that's what you're seeing here in the community where where you live? Huh? Are you seeing that in the community where you live? Yes! They even admit it! They want to get in office. My question to you is, why you want to get in office for? What's your agenda? What are you going to do? What are you going to do different when you get in office? Mm -hmm. See, and and another thing I want to share about the All Souls Matter thing, see, my my message and my lifestyle comes from the, the Holy Bible, Desiree. Okay, and one thing I learned about being a follower of Christ, he gave his life that we may live. And a lot of times when you want to accomplish things in society, you have to be willing to die. Die to yourself and to always be in an uncomfortable situation to accommodate the masses. Dr. King sacrificed his life. Evidently, for 12 years, he fought for the civil rights struggle. So so is it fair to say that your agenda for you is to, well, what is your agenda? My agenda is to let everybody know that they are wonderfully and beautifully made of God and to get rid of the color dialogue. So, okay, I'm, I'm going to preface, maybe I could have prefaced this way in the very, very, very beginning with this informed consent kind of statement or maybe a general statement saying that so your this dialogue we're having is for you to have a platform, one, to raise your voice, for me to gain a better understanding about something that I don't understand, and for that other people might also be able to, you're chuckling, (laughs) and also for other people to hear a perspective that may be uncomfortable because a black man is saying that the BLM movement is not what it seems. And so that's a juxtaposition, right? That's a contrary belief. 
And also, and also I want to say this too, is that I may or may not agree with everything you're saying. And I want to understand what you're saying. Does that make sense? Just like you may not agree with everything that I believe or understand, but you're willing to see me as a soul. Yeah, you a soul. That's what I'm saying. My, that's my message. If we can get beyond, okay, I'm going to be honest. Being God's man and his representative, everything in that Bible I have to stand, I, I stand for. Mm-hmm. Okay? Back in the day, and you know, I was a dog. Okay? Womanizing. All right? But God changed me. Okay? So, with that, I amplify the things of God. He, he teaches us not to commit adultery or fornication. I love God so much that I obey that every day that I live and treat my wife like a queen. Mm-hmm. That's it. And I will not compromise myself as a man to cheat on her and get with another woman and play the little patty cake game. See, when I was a child, I thought as a child, I spake as a child, I understood as a child, but when I became a man, I put away childish things. See what I'm saying? And so now what I'm saying is with the, the all souls matter thing, back to that, what I'm saying is let's take, let's focus on the adjective of the word. Now, adjective is something that describes a noun. Okay. Black man. White man. Okay. I'm a black man. You a white woman, Desiree. But how about it? This is the message. Let's get rid of white and woman. And let's get rid of black and man. And let's focus on two souls dialoguing with each other. That would be lovely. Takes a whole weight off of everything. You ain't gonna be having if people tuned in and did examination on themselves, they wouldn't have to go out and scream and burn buildings and break glasses and then try to justify it as well. We have to express express ourselves. Really? So, what are you finding that people are are getting caught up with? Is it? No, I'm going to say this too, is that I'm well aware that I have been told that I have white privilege because of the lack of melanin in my skin. And so I've been told who I am, right? And what I am and what I do and what I do have and what I don't have. And and in that, I've been told what rights I don't have, etc. So as I have been told these things, so have people of color, Right. Right. And so I, I have a maybe a, a drop of empathy, maybe if I'm conscientious and go deep inside and go, oh, that is what people have been experiencing for hundreds of years, because this yeah. is this is what I'm understanding. OK, and correct me if I'm wrong. People from Africa are kings and queens mm-hmm. and come from that thousands and thousands and thousands of years of royalty and prosperity. Right. And right. this, mind you, this drop in the bucket of 400 years, which is far too long. <laughs> yes. One day is too long. A, a, minute, a minute is too long for that. And 
do you believe that folks are are caught up in the fear and that the human nature is requiring for do you think that they're afraid that it's not going to be seen and changed if they don't make noise or what is your thought well from a natural perspective I can understand the frustrations and aggravation with the George Floyd thing. Yes, that frustrated me to no end. Okay. Okay. And, and, and the reality is we do get mistreated. We do get dog. Okay. But where I'm coming from is this. Okay. If you an African American male or woman that today has an education and you making six figures or whatever, if you were capable of getting to that pla- that that place of accumulating that kind of wealth in society, then your intelligence should match your currency. In other words, if you were educated, you should be educated enough to see. Okay, today you you account you accomplished uh, uh, by getting an education. Okay, and you are positive this and that. Okay, so when it comes to like the George Floyd situation, it's about how do we respond? Okay, I respond from a spiritual perspective, like I said, because I'm God's man. And because I'm God's man, I don't think of white privilege. I don't think of white superiority. That's not even in my category. I consider myself the head and not the tail because of who I represent. Okay. It's all about how you respond. If you have intelligence, you don't respond to the fact where you make it worse for yourself or people in your realm. Okay. Um, How could, I'm sorry. No, go ahead. How could, what response would have been more, if at all, effective? I tell you, all they got to do is look back in the 60s in the films of when Martin Luther King and the SCLC, the Southern Christian Leadership Conference, when they would lead a march through Selma, Alabama, Montgomery, Alabama, through uh, Birmingham, Alabama, which was the bunker hill of the movement and civil rights, if if they, you know, um, if they responded like Dr. King and them back in the day, because Dr. King was about what nonviolence. Yeah. They would take the hits. They would take the bruises. They would take the punches. So if you go, if you go, my thing is this: if we as a people going to talk about following Dr. King's legacy, then if you going to follow Dr. King's legacy, your language going to have to be like Dr. King's language was. Your, your uh, response to persecution and, 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 and trials and tribulations have to be the same as Dr. King's response was. He even said, an eye for an eye leaves everybody blind. Okay, so right there, he's preaching. You don't react as your oppressor acted towards you. You reverse the charges by doing different. This is what I was talking about earlier. Do do you have you been to any of the demonstrations? I 
went one time, and that's I think when I saw when you. When I saw you, okay. Yeah, so I, I just went there. Mm-hmm. I've been to a couple, and I've been I was following it pretty closely every single night. What was going on with Portland, and the live streaming sometimes four hours at a time. And what I watched was that the primary people who were leading the Black Lives Movement, uh, the the platform, were absolutely saying the same thing you are. Absolutely stay peaceful. This is what we're going to do. Pay them no mind. We're going to keep going forward. This is it. And then they would disperse. They'd, get the, they'd march, get the message out, and then disperse. And then it actually was a majority of non-black people who were looting and and antagonizing the building, the police, the et cetera, right? I didn't see too many people of color down there in the face of that, but that's what's, that, that's what was being, it was the synonym, what was being compared to Black Lives Matter is violent, and it actually wasn't that. There were, yes, demonstrators and protesters who were piggybacking on the movement's realm. Like you're talking about, it's a different agenda. So it's like all, some, as you're saying, what I, what I observed is many different facets of community were, are using this one platform, this one reason to speak out, to use the First Amendment rights. So you're saying that in, your, in the community that you have discord with black folks who are using the platform for a different agenda. Right, exactly. Dr. King never uh, led the movement trying to get a place in the White House. Okay. First and foremost, he was like me. He was God's man, and that's what people kept overlooking. He was first and foremost God's man. He was a pastor. Okay. His his basis with his his belief and his his uh, strategy is based biblically off of uh, the word of God. Not only that, he had one before him that inspired him to um, do a non-violent protest by the name, and I followed him, Mahatma Gandhi in India. Mm-hmm who challenged the British Empire and won without raising a fist, without breaking anything. And that would impress Dr. King and had a profound impact on Dr. King. And he went and flew to India and talked to Nehru about personal things of Gandhi because Dr. King admired Gandhi so much. I admire Gandhi because they led him, Dr. King and Gandhi led the marches with a non-violent approach. You you have too many, you have too many aggressive people in the marches. I'm sorry. Are you ready to lead a non-violent All Souls Matter march? See, that's the thing. I'm I'm just giving a message. I don't want to be I'm just a servant of God. I'm humble, and I don't want to be in the limelight or have my name in it. I just want people to hear the message that, you know, speaking of that, Morgan Freeman, the actor, Mm -hmm. he 
had an interview with Mike Wallace. Mike Wallace asked Morgan Freeman, what do you think of black history? Morgan Freeman said, I think it's stupid. He said, black history is American history. He said, what you going to do, relegate my history to a month mm. in February, or February? What do you do with yours? You want white history? Mike Wallace said, I'm Jewish. Morgan said, okay, do you want a Jewish history? He said, no. Morgan said, I don't either. He said, all of it's American history. Then Mike Wallace said, how can we end racism? Morgan said, he got, Morgan got agitated, and that's where I'm at. Stop talking about it. Mm -hmm. I'm going to stop calling Desiree a white woman. And I will ask Desiree to stop calling Garland King Jr. a black man. Now, then we can unify not only spiritually, but emotionally and naturally. We will all be on one accord. In order for this country to have any kind of peace, a lot of people have to come to the point to say, listen, is this Black Lives Matter thing um, worth me? losing my existence let's get rid of the color and say all lives matter and the reason why i can talk about this desiree because in my past i used to be racist against white men i was i was i just like i, I just i just love the uh Back then, I just liked the white women. <laughs> you see? And then back then, I was so messed up, I would try to justify by history. I was like, shoot, no, I don't like the white man. Racist, I, I called them those names, you know, those those names like Peckerwood and all that. Yeah, I was one of them black men, but I loved the white woman. And I would justify that by saying, well, shoot, back in slavery, the massa." The white master jumped on our women and raped them. That's how you got light-skinned babies like me, okay? So I use that to justify. What I'm saying is we shouldn't use any label to justify doing something that's destructive and does not help constitute a healthy environment in society. That's all I'm saying. Got to give an account, baby. At the end of the day, before you hit your hit, hit your knees to pray and go to bed, you have to give an account for everything you think and did before the master. And you got to live with yourself. I don't care what. It's a song I used to like by Teddy Pendergrass. You can't hide from yourself everywhere you go. There you are. Mm -hmm. So I'm just saying, like, uh, you know, it's it's just like this whole. All souls matter. I want to let every human being in Oregon, the city of Salem, the city of Portland, the, uh, the Northwest, the Southwest, the Northeast, the, the Southeast, the central parts of this country. We are all made in the image and likeness of God. Let's find out how we can get a hold of that and give God the glory so we won't give power to what color this man is or what color this woman is we can let me tell you something the reason why there's always a problem I'm, I'm gonna tell you the truth problems generate money peace is boring yeah again it goes back to what i said people love to be entertained mm -hmm. 
Negativity turns mm-hmm. people on, especially people that are miserable in their skin, Desiree. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting that you're noticing that because you, in your former life, were an entertainer. Uh, <laughs> see, 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 Garland King was all right. See, I want to tell this to my brothers and sisters, the African-American community. Listen to this. Ethnic people. Listen to this. Garland King was okay when he was doing Marvin Gaye. Mm. But when he wasn't doing Marvin Gaye, he was just another nigga. Mm. Deal with that dialogue. And guess what? My own people treated me more so like that. I wish y'all could see this visual. (laughs) That's right. So tell me, what do you want? What do you, and now, more importantly, how do you suggest we get there? Every individual in flesh, in skin, need to stop lying to themselves. What do you really stand for? What do you really want? What do you want to see? What results do you really want? Do you really believe in your heart that we are all created equal? Do you really believe in your heart we all deserve a fair shake? Or are we trying to place our ethnicity in superiority position? Be honest. If you hate blacks, white, white people, I'm going to say it, white people. I'm just saying this just to make a point. White people, if you hate black people, don't come in the face and smile at them and, you know, stay away. Deal with your issues. About your dislike towards us. Vice versa with us. Don't come around talking about, you know, White man this, white man that. And every time you turn around, we hurting one another. That don't make sense to me. So are you saying that the way to get to all or all souls matter is to, if you don't like it, get away? Get away and do homework on you. See. That's what I'm saying. Everything starts with the individual. Absolutely. I can't come out and preach and teach morality if behind closed doors I'm corrupt. Let me say that again. I cannot go out in public. I hope I hope my enemies hearing me. Yes. I can't go out in public. I can't go out in public and preach morality and all black lives matter and I'm behind closed doors mistreating the very people that I say I represent mistreating them like a dog exploiting them for my own purpose that's just like somebody I know when Donald Trump became president oh lord we need to pray Donald Trump is president soon as they go out of town for a vacation them jokers up there staying in this plaza hotel you see what I'm talking about You supporting the very thing you preaching against. And we have too many people who are walking contradictions. Oh, man. Wow. Wow, man. See, I know about that. I used to be a walking contradiction. Why? Because I never did homework on myself. You can't do homework on yourself when you all over the place. 
That's why I can talk about this. Mm -hmm. So this is a a bigger and yet very fundamental and more existential experience is that personal accountability on a mass scale. It's that sounds contradictory, right? Personal accountability on a mass scale. Because it's like everybody needs to do it, but only you can do it. Right? And so I, I'm still not feeling that the answer is uh, the answer has been said. So I'm going to ask. Okay, so personal accountability. What I'm hearing you say is that personal introspection is going to lead to some personal accountability and some congruency, right? Come on, yes. It sounds like you believe that in inherently that we are all pure people. We are pure souls. Inherently. Right. We're, we're born of this flesh, but we are pure in the soul. And that yes. maybe our mothers, you know, experienced some trauma or tragedy or sin, and that got placed into the flesh of the child, possibly. And some beliefs believe that, right? That we're sometimes we're born with this. We're born with the sin. We're born with whatever's happening, right? And then it's, right. then it's our conscious decision to change that narrative. It's our conscious decision to keep looking at ourselves. And as a matter of fact, the definition of self-respect is the respect, the, the root of respect is spectar, which is right. to look. <laughs> and so re means again. So right. to look again. And self-respect is to look at ourselves again. And to continue to have self-respect, we have to continue to look at ourselves over and over and over again. And that's what you've done. And and I can hear the frustration in your voice that people are, are leading themselves down this path of disrespect. They're disrespecting themselves because they're not looking within. Am I hearing no, you right? I'm, yes. You, you know what? I'm a... You know what, Desiree? I'll give you something simple, what I'm talking about. When I'm driving, right, now the law tells us to wear a seatbelt. You wear a seatbelt, okay? Mm -hmm. But my thing is, why do we wear seatbelts? It's for our safety, right? It doesn't have to, uh, we don't have to say, well, you know that they, they, they can't tell me what to do. I'm grown. I can drive without a without a seatbelt on. I look at that as looking at this situation with wearing a mask. It's not that you're not an adult or not grown. It's for you to protect others, just in case if you have something, and to protect yourself. The purpose of the mask. But it goes back to what I was saying in the beginning. The Black Lives Matter movement wasn't a problem until agendas surfaced. See, I can see stuff like that based Mm -hmm. on life experience. Mm -hmm. The average person can't see it. Everybody in the rally, yay, woo, woo. But 
But see, I'm a spiritual person. I'm God's man. I see beyond what I'm looking at. Yes. And that's the, that's what all souls matter mean. Look beyond the individual and tap into the need of that person. Mm-hmm. Yes. See, Dr. King said something profound in his brother's church, uh, Reverend A.D. King. He said, this movement is about getting people to see themselves, to reveal people to themselves. Yes. That's what the movement is all about. He said, how would you, how would you be if you've been taught since a baby, since you was able to crawl, that a Negro was a thing? See, in his, his, his doctrine and, 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 and legacy he preached, I engulfed it in my spirit because I can't imagine being taught by my parents to hate another ethnic, ethnicity. See, a lot, a lot of the Caucasian people been taught that they're superior, been taught that the Negroes are thing, that we are low on the totem pole. They've been taught that. And you only go by your teachings as you come up. So in your mind, those teachings are what? They're right. So really, when I deal with the a Caucasian person, a white person that's racist. I'm looking at dealing with a baby because of their ignorance and what they've been taught. And being taught that they are really victims beyond suspicion. They're victims. If you've been made and trained to be a certain way and look at different groups of people a certain way. See, that's why I want to educate my African-American brothers and sisters. A lot of them been taught that we were nothing or less than nothing. See? So do you... So they, Please, go ahead. So they're victims. You can't... That's just like judging somebody who has cancer. I mean, come on, they had cancer, they sick, you know? There, there are some forms of thought or lines of thought that say that the more you think about something, the more you bring it about. The more that you protest, the more protesting you bring about, more resistance you bring about. The more that you talk about something, you're going to bring it around. Do you believe that with so much attention to Black Lives Matter that it's pro- making the problem worse? Or do you think it's actually helping? Um, on that note, I would say this. It all depends. It goes back to that individual. Now, if that individual really has a uh, not so much an agenda but has if you will a plan to better the conditions of what's going on against the African American community 
then I see productivity. I see progress. But if you have that one that's really with an agenda, it makes it hard for uh, the African-American community and really the Caucasian community to come together as one and conglomerate in a sense to where we view each other equally. Because a lot of times if you keep bringing up the adjective language, like I said, black man, white man, black woman, white woman, you keep making, you, you increase the distinction. You you, you, you bring more division than bringing things to a head to where we, we have come. See, here's the problem with me. It's like they create problems because they, they don't want to um, be engaged into making a solution to it. Like I said, peace is boredom, okay? By nature, right now, the way a lot of people are, we get they get a, a rush out of trying to find fault or trying to find something to be mad at, uh, to, to complain about something. My question is, that's why you have... I'm one person. Sometimes I get irritated with meetings because unless because unless you are going to come up with solutions to these problems, why have a meeting? Hmm. Thank you. I'm I'm all about that solution based suffering. No, you are. <laughs> I mean, what I mean is, I'll suffer if there's a solution. I'm right, not I'm not exactly. going to suffer for the sake of suffering. I'm not going to stay in the problem. I'm not going to stay in the the mire of of potential death. I'm going to look. I'm suffering, and I'm going to look for the solution for that. Otherwise, I won't engage. I'm like, eh, it's not worth that to me. Right. If I see, that I want to encourage people with the Black Lives Matter movement. I want to encourage them, but at the same time, I want to let them know, hey, when you step out of your door. First and foremost, before you hit your doorknob, you say to yourself, who am I? Hmm. What do I believe? What do I represent? Do I want a solution to this problem? And if I want the solution to this problem, how can I go about coming up with the solution? Or how can I get with somebody who's on the same playing field? Um, how we can come up with a solution together. And see, that's another thing. You have too many chiefs and not enough Indians. You have so many people who want to be leaders of something. That's why you have so many uh, entities and organizations with all the churches in the world, with all the organizations. We shouldn't have a problem, should we? But we do. Because mm -hmm. we have so many people with a title but not living according to that title. Is that called Babylon? The Great Babylon, yes. Bingo. I ain't even had to say no more. Right there. Mm -hmm. She's a harlot. Yes. Yes. Many, many languages. And what did that do? That caused confusion and separation. We then, right. we then forgot that we were all one. And that's what I hear your message to be. Right. That's it. We're all one. Mm -hmm. Let's look beyond the false and see the need, but don't be going out there talking about this individual fault or this group of people faults, and you messed up behind closed doors. Come on, that that that's a that to me that's like a I'm sorry, that's a sore spot for me. Which part? 
person coming out want to be Martin Luther King and don't have a clue of how we can go about the uh, uh, solution and solving these these problems. Um, Doctor, you you want to be Doctor King, but you don't emulate his legacy. Mm-hmm. So, are you able to see that person as a baby in the in the spiritual and emotional intelligence sense, and able to uh, guide them, or are they open to that at all? I'm gonna tell you what is a person that want to be adults. Is it's a man that want to wear man's pants and still can't um, wear uh, baby's clothing. It's it. He's a novice. She's a novice. You're novice, meaning a beginner. Right. You 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 you, you wanna you wanna be in eight feet deep water, but you still catching hell in three feet. Right. That's the type of people we're dealing with. Those who want to take leadership positions but not educated enough to come up with a solution. So it's you know it's not enough to be able to. Maybe it is enough. I keep getting this sense that there's there's a there is a solution, mm-hmm. and we may not know the solution right now. You may not know the solution right now, but you're you're willing to identify and bring it out into the open. You're willing to bring it about. You're willing to look at it. You're willing to allow people to hear the truth of what you're saying, even if you don't want to be the lead of the solution. But you're at least willing to say it. And a lot of folks, you know, there's herd mentality, right? Herd mentality, the collective. That looks good. It's a lot of energy going that way. Sometimes it's out of curiosity, and then they get swept into whatever's going on. Yes. And other times there's the opposite effect of, of what the hell? You know, I don't, I don't want to be swept away. I don't want to be part of that. It's like the rebellion says, no, I'm not going to be a part of that. And then there's people right in the middle, and maybe more, who are observing both sides going, what the hell's happening? But they're not saying anything. Uh-huh. They're quiet. Right. So do you land somewhere along those lines or something else? I am from above. Hmm. my will is not the will of man but the will of God I'm spiritual I'm not that's why my circle is real real small I can go to a lot of brothers in the city of Salem alone and they not feeling me because I guess either I'm not relevant enough or again who I'm married to or just and and there's an there's another thing too you know um when you really represent God, Desiree, and when you are sincere from your heart and what you preach, you inalienate the demons in other people. Uh, as far as my experience with my people, African-American people, the men, um, there's a lot of things I see that keeps us oppressed. But I will not (laughs) speak about it at this time, but I will say that we have a long way to go as a people before we cast stones at the other group, ethnic group. We do. I can't 
talk about white people being hate mongers when there's hatred within my community towards one another. It don't make sense. It don't make sense. You know, I got some, I got some, um, uh, I got, uh, some lashbacks from people because I put on my Facebook page a Stevie Wonder uh, saying and this and that. He said, if black lives matter, then blacks stop killing blacks. See? And, and, I'm, and, and I am an advocate for ending uh, uh, the, the, the black uh, war within the community with, with, with each other. You know, because I'm, I'm a firm believer, whatever you have within is what you're going to carry out when you go out your house. Okay, so that's what I meant by individuals in American society need to do homework on themselves. I have unity and peace in my home. So therefore, that's what I take women with me when I walk out these doors. Mm-hmm. Okay, who, I'm at, who I am at home is who I am out out the door but you got a lot of people that have an agenda and want to and 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 as human beings i understand it i get it you know people want to be important people want to have an impact in some way but you can't have impact in something that's not productive that's not with reason and logic and that's why they just have an agenda well we all have an agenda you have an agenda we all do we have something, it, it, it may be called purpose to some, it may be a self-serving purpose, it could be a, uh, an other purpose for others, but we all have an agenda. But, I don't know, it, 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 I, I don't think of it as an agenda, I, I have a purpose. Do you think it's possible that these folks believe believe that that's their purpose yeah and their calling yeah I, I really believe that I, I believe what you're saying because it goes it goes back to like we was talking about how how the the Caucasian a lot of them was taught to to believe that the the african-american was a thing was not considered uh, complete and not considered existent, it was non-existent, was not important, was low level. They've been taught that, so that's what they believe in. So that's that's their agenda to keep us in that in that position of being low level because they've been taught and drilled in their mind that we're not equal to them. Some of them, you know. And that makes them, like I said, that makes them a victim. You you really have to look at them and say, wow, you know, my heart goes out to them. Because here they are, they thinking they will, but they're really sick, mm-hmm. is what I'm saying. Okay. So, we have about five minutes left in our interview. Uh-huh. Is there a question that you wish I would have asked? I want, <laughs> this, this is a touchy thing. But I was mentioning something about the gay community, you know, the the, the, the gay agenda. Yeah. I love everyone. I do. I love my enemies more so. But I, I, I love everyone. I, I, I love anybody with a certain 
sexual orientation. I love them. You know, but the the gay act itself, I oppose because the word of God opposed. Okay, but that doesn't mean that I don't love them. You understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Lo- that's what I meant by saying a lot of times you got to look beyond the fault and see the need of a person. And that's part of the all souls matter message. Mm-hmm. And, a- and according to your belief and what you read in the Bible, that being gay is a fault. So are you really looking past their fault? Or are you looking past the act that you're told that isn't okay, agreeable? Are you able to see the person for the person, really, truly? Yes, okay. That, that, yes that's what all souls matter is. Okay. Because Jesus died, guess what? He died for all of us. And that's what I'm all about. Dying is loving that those who are dead may live. That's all souls matter. When you said agenda, I don't think I have an agenda. Because it's not my will that the all souls matter message hit everybody. It's my desire that God's will be fulfilled. And his will for us is not that we perish, but that we all come into repentance. Because we have the opportunity to change our thinking. If it's not of God, if it's not positive or, or constructive, we have a chance to get to a place to do homework on ourselves and say, hmm, maybe I've been thinking the wrong thing. Maybe I've been going according to my emotions and maybe that's why I'm sending a mixed message or I'm going according to my emotions, which makes me seem like a hate monger in speech and in dialogue. See, all souls matter. Everybody matters to me. Even the Ku Klux Klan. That's the message. Thank you. I'm about agape love. You always see it on my page. Agape, agape. Agape is God's love. I love the sinner. But I don't have to accept the sin. But I love them so much that God will take care of that sin. Just as long as I love that sinner. I appreciate you. All souls matter. All That's souls it. Matter. <laughs> All right. Is there a way that people can get a hold of you if they have questions or want to reach out for? I, I you know, it, they can reach me. Um, I have Facebook. They can go to my message box. Um, you got their opinions. They can go to my message box, or they can go reach me on my Gmail. Uh, Garvin G A R V I N eleven fifteen at gmail uh, dot com. Okay, they can reach me through that. All right. Um, and and I have a a page on Facebook. I'm the um lead pastor for Free Church of God in Christ in Jesus Name, Oregon. So they can go to that page. I mean, you know. Sounds perfect. Like, yes. Thank you so very much. I appreciate your time, your energy, your passion, your willingness to answer hard questions and to speak your truth. Thank you for allowing me to do it, sister. Oh, my pleasure. We'll do this again. I love you. Take care. Love you too. Bye-bye. Blessings. Bye.
And that was Reverend Garland King Jr. talking about all, all lives matter, black lives matter, and all souls matter. Blessings.